the Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents the Fibber McGee and Molly Show, transcribed. Molly will not be heard tonight, but we hope she will be back with us next week. Tonight's program is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. parts of any building offers one of the most dramatic illustrations of how aluminum is changing our habits. That's the nail. Yes, the common nail. A few years ago, you just naturally expected any nail to rust. You couldn't help it. Now, aluminum nails are the answer. Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Nails. Roofers everywhere are using them, not only for aluminum roofing, but for wood and composition shingles. Builders putting up new clapboard siding insist on Reynolds aluminum siding nails because they need no deep setting or puttying, cannot cause rust stains on the finished paint job. And around the farm, with its endless repair jobs, well, aluminum nails mean once done, that's it. Reynolds aluminum nails are etched to hold tight. They can't rust loose. Remember, you get almost three times as many aluminum nails per pound. Ask your dealer or write for literature. Just address Aluminum Nails, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. the Wistful Vista Elks Club right now, rehearsals are underway for tonight's Big Smoker and Homegrown Vaudeville show. This is an annual affair, presented each year to a hall full of visiting Elks. And tonight's program will include dances, comedy acts, band numbers, and a solo rendition of a popular ballad. Oh, Janine, I dream of lilac time. Sung by Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Boy, I'll fracture that audience tonight, Oli. I've never been in better voice. Your eyes, they beam in lilac time. Fine. Ain't that beautiful, Oli? Can't you just smell the lilacs growing? Well, it could be lilacs. I sure smell something. <laughs> no, it's lilacs. That song really comes to life when I do it, boy. When I sing that song tonight, you just watch and see how moved that audience is. Well, you used to fella that can do it, McGee. That's You'll it. move and clean out on the front sidewalk with that. <laughs> Of course, what I'll do first is I'll open my act with a comedy monologue, see? <laughs> Boy, I got some gags that'll have them rolling, the aisle, rolling in the aisles like a dropped bag of jelly beans. Listen to how it start out. And what can I lose? <laughs> I come out and I say, good evening, Brother Elk. A funny thing happened to me on the way to the club tonight. A fellow stopped me on the street and he said, could you help me, mister? I ain't had a bite all day. So I bit him. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you think, Ollie? I think I'd rather smell the lilac. <laughs> well, you just don't know show business, Ollie. 
When Kramer and Doc Gamble took charge of this smoker this year, and I went to him and told him I'd sing and tell jokes, them guys were so tickled. Here they come now, McGee. Hmm? Both of them. Oh. Hey, old Doc looks kind of worried, too. Wonder what's up. Maybe the smell of the lilacs just leaves them. <laughs> you fight it out with him, McGee. I got to go to work on the scenery. Hey, Eddie, get the hammer. And come oh, up McGee, the just a minute. Uh, oh, hi, we, now. Uh, can we have a word with you, McGee? We got a proposition to make, my boy. Something for the good of the show. Well, I'll listen, but I can tell you right now, the high spot of the whole show is my song. The whole thing falls apart after that. Well, uh, that's why we want to talk to you. Ah, that'll be a great moment. When the electrician hits me in the kisser with a magenta spot, and I sing, Janine, I dream of lilac time. Beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. Betcha. Probably top the night in Knob Noster, Missouri, at Frankenstein's Gaiety Theater. <laughs> the night that I introduced... Who threw the cabbage head in Mrs. Murphy's feather bed? <laughs> What's your proposition, Brother Elks? Well, we're not satisfied with the way the show is shaping up. Oh? We need somebody with experience to pull it together. Yes, we've all talked it over, and, uh, well, we thought maybe you might take charge of the final rehearsal. I'll do it. Of course, we realize that it's asking a lot. I'll do it. Well, we don't want to impose on your good nature. I'll do it. You're already the star of the show. Shut up, Doc. I'll do it. Gee, that's wonderful. The show is saved. Yes, this is a great relief, McGee. This practically guarantees us a good show tonight. Yep, well, I got to admit, you picked the right man for the job, boys. I toured this whole country at one time with Fred Nittany, the guy that I and him had a subordinate act together from Star Rock, Illinois, together. <laughs> yes, you've told us about Fred. Yeah, and before that, I was in a show by myself, the Phillies of 1922. You mean the Follies? No, the Phillies. It was a horse show. <laughs> I rubbed him down. Ah, <laughs> uh, I could go on for hours about my life in the theater. I know on account of because I've done it lots of times. But right now, there's work to do. Yes, come out onto the middle of the stage and I'll make the announcement to the cast. I'll right, handle sir. the announcement, Kramer. You were on the drugstore. All right, you guys, I'm in charge here now. I'm running things. Everybody gang up down front here while I make a speech. I'm taking over this time. Well, there he goes, Mr. Kramer. Yep. I hope we haven't made a mistake. Oh, I'm sure it'll work out all right. We had to do something the way this show now, is... come on, Kramer. You, Doc, down front here. Yes, sir. You're the boss, McGee. Now, all right, fellas. Now, I know this whole ugly mess has been in a mess all day. But I want you to know that your troubles are over now. I'm going to take this clam bake over and turn it into the greatest show the Elks Club ever did. Well, I'll admit I haven't got much talent to do it with, but you said it, boy. <laughs> That don't stop me. I'm going to start right at the top of the program and whip this whole mess into shape. If oh, well, Mr. McGee. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's you, Wimple. What is it, Wallace? Well, now that you're in charge of the mess, uh, <laughs> the show, <laughs> could I rehearse my act with you? He's going to do bird calls, McGee. Uh, just one bird call, Doctor. The very difficult call of the bobtail bunting. <laughs> Well, I got no time to listen now, Wimp. I'm busy. Come back when I got things organized. Uh, yeah. And while you're waiting, Wimp, run out and get me some cigars. Elf Elf of Corona. I'll need a dozen of them to whip this show in shape. Charge them to the Elf Club. Yes, Mr. McGee. And look, Wallace. Oh, I want all you fellas to hear this. Listen, you don't have to call me Mr. McGee. None of you. Yeah. We're all brother Elks here, working together. You guys can just call me... Chief. <laughs> now then, what do we open the show with, Doc? Open with music, Chief. 
Billy Mills and his silver cornet band are going to play Hot Toddy. Oh, okay. Okay, Mills. Give them the upbeat. Practically everything, Mills. Your fortissimos was too harmonical. <laughs> your garment was full of colored churros. There wasn't enough timber in your archipegigos. <laughs> what does that mean in plain language? <laughs> in plain language, you hit more clinkers than a poker in a fireplace. <laughs> what do you mean? The boys in my band have perfect pitch. Perfect pitch, my symphonic clavicle. Them guys couldn't pitch water out of a window with directions printed on the sash. <laughs> did you pick up one of my boys that did something wrong? Why, sure, the worst one of the whole bunch was the guy that blows on the hickory stick. Hickory stick? <laughs> you squares probably call it a clarinet. <laughs> How about a licorice stick? No. I got no time to eat when I'm talking jive. <laughs> Your band would sound better, too, if you had a sneeze box. An accordion to you. <laughs> we call it a squeeze box. Oh, yeah, well, I knew you weren't hop. <laughs> called a sneeze box on the mechanic because dust gets in it, and when you push it together, the dust comes out and makes you sneeze. <laughs> I must write that down. <laughs> uh, what about the clarinet? Uh, what... Hickory stick, you longhead. Give it to me, and I'll show you how it ought to sound. Let me have your hickory stick, Jack. Thanks. Here you are, McGee. Okay. Now, listen to me, dig it. 
way it ought to be played, Mill. <laughs> oh, that's cool, McGee. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's crazy, man. That's real nervous. <laughs> well, you'd be nervous, too, if you had to do all I got to do. My gosh, with all the details I got on my mind... Oh, Mr. McGee, may I rehearse now? No. No, not now, Wimp. I'm busy. Hey, Kramer, you and Nielsen move that can over to the left side of the stage, will you? I've decided to do my song on that side. But, McGee, I thought you wanted... Come on, Kramer, get your back into it. We got work to do here. Come on. Uh, rather anyway. Uh, Mr. McGee, the call of the bobtail bunting takes practice. The gentle succulent overtone. I said not now, Wimp. Please. Here. You want to do something so bad, run out and get me some coffee. Oh, all right. Darn it, an artist just must be hated. <laughs> now, let me see. I better check up on Ole next, I guess. He claimed he was going to get a hammer and work on the flies. You'll never be able to hit him with a hammer, I guess. <laughs> now, Ole. Hey, anybody seen Ole? Took it easy, Bindi. We're right up here over your head. Oh. Nail that place on good, Eddie. Hey, what are you guys doing up there? What do you think we're doing? We're patching up the scenery. Oh, yeah? Well, I haven't heard much hammering. How can I tell whether you're working if I don't hear you hammering? I can't watch you guys every minute, so get... Ooh. Who dropped that hammer? My gosh, you like to brain me. Oh, good gracious, Eddie. You dropped your hammer. You almost hit the sheep while he was hollering his little fat head off at him. <laughs> Sorry, Ole, it slipped. Hollering always makes me nervous. Well, watch it, you guys, and keep working there up there. Hey, uh, hey, pal, could you rehearse me now? Oh, hi, Junior. Oh, I didn't know you were on the bill. What you gonna do, boy? Oh, I'm going to do a dramatic recitation, pal. It's called My Buddy. My Buddy. Well, swell. Come on down front, Harlow. Hey, Mills, Wilcox is gonna run through a recitation. Dramatic stuff. Hit My Buddy in the background. <laughs> okay, McGee. Go ahead, Junior. Make us cry. Uh, <clears throat> my buddy. My buddy. Spring has come. Mm -hmm. The time when sitting out in the garden is everybody's dish. Mm -hmm. And you should paint your chairs and other outdoor furniture with liquid aluminum to keep them looking fresh. <laughs> this is my buddy? Paint your screens with it, too, and your gutters and your basement pipes and your furnace. Mm -hmm. I advise you to do it now, and I'm very much in earnest. Sounds like more like a, I ain't got nobody. <laughs> a coat of liquid aluminum and asphalt on your roof is another idea that I'm boosting. Or maybe buddy and soul. <laughs> it will keep your house up to 15 degrees cooler and also keep the roof from roosting. Or could it be nobody loves me? Buy a can of liquid aluminum from your paint dealer and you'll find it very useful. Or John Brown's buddy. Most leading brands are made with Reynolds aluminum pigment, and that's why they're so successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, pal. I'll see you at showtime. Ah, just a darn minute, Sorry. Wait a minute. You said that recitation was called My Buddy? Where was he, my buddy? Where was he? Oh, oh, well, uh, you remember the first verse, pal, where I mentioned chairs out in the garden? Yeah. Well, my buddy was sitting in the one on the left. I'll see you later, pal. <laughs> guy's slipperier than an olive dipped in olive oil. 
Well, I wonder what I ought to check on. McGee, everything under control? Oh, it's shaping up, that's all. Now, what else we got on the bill that I ought to look into? Well, we got a juggling act from Cy Pearson. He's over there practicing now, if you want to. Yeah, I'll take a look. Hmm. Juggling three dinner plates and a raw egg. Not bad for an amateur. Oh, hey, Cy, Cy, hold it a minute. Yeah, what is it, McGee? You ain't throwing them plates and that egg high enough in the air. Let me show you how to do it. Yeah, but these uh, are special plates, McGee. Balance just right. You might drop them. What you mean, drop them? <laughs> My gosh, when I and Fred and Nittany had a Savoirville act together, juggling was a big part of it. I'm an expert. Give me them three plates and the egg. Okay, you're the boss. Now watch how high they go before I catch them. of it, it was Fred that done the juggling. <laughs> well, you better get a mop for that egg, Si. Don't want anybody to slip and fall on that. Well, uh... I'll just walk around here while... Oh, hey, Doc. Yes, Chief? I got a great idea. You know, I just realized what we need here. Some flowers for this stage. Flowers? Yeah, a big basket of lilacs for my song number, oh, you know. Yeah. Lilacs. I'll call the florist. Hand me the phone. Hey, I... Oh, handy, wasn't it? Thanks. <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me the wistful vista floor. Is that you, Mert? Uh-oh. How's every little thing, Mert? What say, Mert? Your brother went to court. Gave him the hot seat, eh? Hot seat? Did he kill somebody? No, he went to court his girl, and the house was freezing, and he didn't want to sit in a cold chair, so her father stood up and gave him the hot seat. <laughs> what say, Mert? Yeah, okay. Line's busy. I'll call him back. Well, this stage has got to look just right when I walk out there and sing, you know, Rocky, tonight. Yes, that's the big moment of the show. You said it, fat boy. Janine, my dream of lilac time. When I return, I'll make you mine. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Uh, where'd Doc Gamble go? Hi there, Johnny. He went that away. Huh? Oh, hi. Walked right off into the orchestra pit. Oh, hi, old man. <laughs> Kind of a glassy look on his face. Yeah. Like he'd just been slapped with a wet salmon. <laughs> well, he's always in a fog. What are you doing here, old timer? You're not on this show, are you? I'm not in it. I'll be all over it, son. I'm the makeup man. No kidding. You know anything about makeup? I sure do. Uncle mine ran a beauty shop at one time. Uncle Horse. Uncle Horse? Yep. Real name was Marvin, but when he went in the beauty business, he wanted a name that sounded French. French? So he changed it to the only French name he knew. Horse Doover. <laughs> oh, yeah, a very famous family, the Doover family. Your uncle must have been a whiz in the beauty racket. Well, he wouldn't have been if he hadn't got fascinated by women's noses. Noses? Yep. Uncle Horace thought they was neglected. Yeah? He said women took a lot of trouble with their mouths and a lot of trouble with their eyes, but they just let their noses hang there. <laughs> Even wrote a sad song about it called, Nobody Troubles the Noses I've Seen. <laughs> Funny, I never heard that on the hit parade. Poor Uncle Horace kept brooding about it while he plucked the eyebrows and painted the lips. Yeah. Kept saying to himself that beezers, too, could be beautiful. <laughs> one day, 
One day he couldn't stand it no longer. Yeah? What'd he do? He was working on a lady that had a nose built along the lines of a dill pickle. <laughs> he fell asleep in the chair. Oh, and temptation reared its ugly head. Right, Johnny. She woke up just as he finished beautifying her... her uh, right, Johnny. Yeah. She woke up just as he finished beautifying her bugle with a hand-painted portrait of General Grant in full uniform. <laughs> that was the end of Uncle Horton's beauty shop. He ain't in the business now? Nope, he's become a traveling salesman. He's real happy now selling stuff to farmers. What's he sell to the farmers? Rings to put in bulls' noses. Oh, <laughs> Very interesting family he's got. Wonder if any of them were ever living around. Hey, the fellows from the Elks Club in Slow Rapids just got here. Yeah? The Slow Rapids male quartet. Oh. I'd like to run through their number for you. A male quartet, huh? Uh-huh. Boy, that's right up my alley like the front end of my garage. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, for me, Mr. No, not yet, Wimp. Well, this isn't the most exasperating thing. I've got a notion to leave the show flat. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for the Slow Rapids male quartet. What you gonna sing, you guys? Wild horses, Mr. McGee. Wild horses. Okay, let's hear it and make it good. You're singing for a guy that knows music backwards and forwards and can read it either way. Get moving. We got work to do here. Yeah. 
he got work to do, he says. He won't and he hollers. Hey, Kramer, I changed my mind on where to stand when I sing. I'm going to do it on the right side of the stage. You and Nielsen put the piano back where it was. What? But, McGee, that thing wasted. Come on, boy, get your back into it. Time's wasting. Yeah, Chief. <laughs> Wilcox, get them chairs set up, boy. This thing starts in a couple of hours. Yes, Chief. Hey, Doc, get me a match. My cigar's out. Yes, Chief. Snap into it, you guys. Come on now. You think I'm hollering just to hear myself holler? Yes, Chief. <laughs> My gosh, I've got to handle every little detail, personally, besides starring in the show. Now, Mr. McGee, may I rehearse it now? No, not now, Wallace. I'm busy. Oh, but, Mr. McGee, mm-hmm. I need practice. The total modulations of the bobtailed bunting are quite difficult, and I have to loosen up my larynx. Okay, okay, okay. Might as well get it over with. Get ready and do your worst. I'll give you an intro. I'll be the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the greatest living imitator of the bobtailed wingding, Mr. Wallace Wimple. Uh, Thank you, Mr. McGee, and Brother Elk. Your careful attention, please. I now give you the call of the bobtail bunting. <clears throat> I thank you. Applause. Well, for the my gosh. Wallace, you'll murder him. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Doctor. I'll go lie down for an hour now. I want to be as tough as a fiddle string when the time comes to get my... Oh, <laughs> You can see, Doc, what kind of stuff I got to build a show out of. Ah, you can do it, my boy. We're counting on you. All right. Attention, everybody. We're going to take one more run through. Now, here's what I want. After the band number's over, we'll fly the house drape, open the traveler, and close in with the psych, see? Then when I throw a cue, I want you to fade the foot, douse the house glims, kill the teaser, toss out the tormentors, fly the proscenium, and smack me in the puss with a magenta spot. And I walk on with a suitcase and a cane, singing, Janine, I dream of Lalapa. All right, 20 minutes of curtain time, everybody. Set that flat right there at the table in front of us, Charlie. That's where McGee wants it. I hope everything works out all right, Harlow. Oh, me too, Doc. Where is the little dynamo? McGee, he went downstairs to get a drink of water, Wilcox. Oh, there he comes now. Oh. Oh. Well, fellas, finally got the show whipped into top shape, like I told you I would. Uh, looks good, my boy. It'd be a great show, but... Terrible, terrible thing happened, though. I've been working so hard and yelling so much trying to make a good shot of this. My, my own voice is gone. Oh. Janine, I dream of lilac time. I'm afraid not, Doc. What a shame. And you won't be able to toll any of them uh, what you call yokes? <laughs> voice is gone, fellas. Nothing here. Nothing here. What a shame. You got any gargle on you, Doc? Oh, I left my satchel at the office, son. Oh. Why don't you go over to Kramer's drugstore? I'll phone them a prescription. Yeah, tell them it's on me. A pleasure. Yeah. 
As director of this production, boys, I, I've done my best for my brother Elks. Well, we don't know how to thank you, son. It worked out perfectly. You saved the show for us, McGee. <laughs> well, thanks, Kramer. Doc, I'll be with you boys in the spirit. And remember, the show must go on. City open. <laughs> well, it worked again this time. Like a charm, Doc. Uh, how many years is this now, Doc? Three years, Harlow. Every time we have our smoker, he offers to sing. And every time he offers to sing, we put him in charge so he can holler himself hoarse. <laughs> if he ever finds out what we're doing to him, the staff will be safe. <laughs> River will return in a moment. Among the most important foods on the American table are those we spread on our bread, butter and margarine. And these are also among the most difficult foods to protect, so they reach your table at fresh-packed perfection. That's why so many famous brands of butter and margarine are packaged in Reynolds aluminum foil. Aluminum foil is absolutely odor-proof, prevents odor absorption to which butter and margarine are so susceptible. Aluminum foil is moisture-proof and grease-proof. None of the delicate flavor elements can escape. Next time you shop for butter or margarine, reach for the package where you can see the gleam of aluminum. That's the foil wrap especially developed by the Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine pure aluminum foil with a thousand and one household uses. Said to go over here at the drugstore and get a gargle, bud. Yes, yes, he and Dr. Gamble both phoned, Mr. McGee. Yeah. I have your gargle all wrapped. Compliments of Kramer's drugstore. Oh, thanks, bud. Uh, Mr. Kramer said it was a real pleasure. Said to give you the dollar size, sir. The dollar, huh? I'll tell you what you do, bud. Just put this back and give me a dollar's worth of cigars. I'll go home and gargle some warm salt water. <laughs> yes, sir. Good night. <laughs> Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly Show, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, John McIntyre, Jan Arvan, Bob Sweeney, Jerry Hausner. The part of Billy Mills was created especially for this program by Billy Mills. Next week is National Boys Club Week, and the Fibber McGee and Molly Show is proud to join with the rest of the nation in congratulating the Boys Clubs of America on 90 years of achievement. Until next Tuesday night, then.